Welcome to another hard-hitting edition of Tackling a New Kingdom. I am your host, Tank Johnson, and today's guest is, was one of the most feared and respected safeties of this generation. He was my teammate on the Dallas Cowboys. They call him the Hammer, my brother, Kenny Hamlin. Brother Ken, how you doing, man? Man, I am good. Uh, it's good to, uh, you know, it's always, always good to reconnect. And, um, you know, you think about all the good times that you have with so many different people. It's really good to reconnect. And uh, I see you doing your thing. So it's definitely it's definitely good to, uh, to see you shining and building your brand and building this building this uh, this media side of Tank. Yeah. So, uh, no, so I, I'm, I'm blessed, though, man. I'm good. Man, that's dope. Well, it is it is an honor to have you on the show. And as you know, on my show, we we tackle things in three buckets. We're going to talk about something current, uh, something real and something controversial. And today in tackling something current, I want to talk about um, all of our friends and former teammates that you see over many different media spaces. And they are taken over with this thing called new media. When you look at having old friends across those platforms, like what, what are the opportunities? What do you see when you see friends across those type of platforms? Well, I think it should be a lot of opportunities and a lot of doors that can open up. Um, you know, you think about all the relationships that you have built over the time. That's why it's always good um, with people, with organizations and everything else, because you just never know. And now, it's not just, you know, Sports Center or ESPN or, or NBC. And, you know, you got Amazon, you got uh, all the other uh, Peacock and all the other avenues that you can actually go down now to have people that are on those those platforms. So um, I, I try to make sure that, uh, you know, if there's an opportunity, if there's a, a conversation that can be had uh, to make sure it's had, because, I mean, that opportunity can definitely boost um, it's a, I mean, it's a hell of a marketing toy to be able to yeah. use yeah. Uh, when, when you think about you, you got a brand or, or you got product and you trying to really, uh, you know, get yourself going. It's good to have people in those places, especially situated in those places, um, comfortably yeah. in those places to where they can actually speak freely and, uh, yeah. and give you that plug, uh, you know, on whatever you have going on. No, no, that's, that's for real, man. I mean, like, you know, I know that, when I'm when I'm trying to accomplish something or 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 and it seems like an insurmountable task, you know, I, I take a step back and I look at the landscape and I look at like all the former players that are in position now to to be able to help us. And and I've utilized it. And you as a brand owner, you are the uh owner of the arrival cigar. And and if you guys don't know, it's actually a part of the tackling a new kingdom set uh i see right, it back there i see it i see right it over here. your left shoulder yeah there you go yeah if you guys don't know about the arrival cigars man it is a wonderful cigar and i'm not just plugging it because it's my teammate i smoked every single one of those so uh i'm looking to get a refill but i mean but just i mean like have you had an opportunity to invite some guys to any events and get some type of media oh. exposure talk, talk to me oh, about definitely. that Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, one of the most recent um, connections uh, I think about, and this is a guy that never was a teammate, but we actually trained at the same spot in Houston. Mm. Um, 
uh, he played, we played against each other. Charles Woodson played against each other numerous times. Um, always stay connected in a certain way. Charles is in the media, Hall of Fame, everything else, whatever going on. Um, but uh, he's had events, uh, NFL draft in Vegas. Um, actually, just in Vegas doing an event, his first annual, his first uh, golf tournament. He brought brought the arrival along. Wow. Um, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Had a big culinary type of event for Super Bowl. Brought the arrival along. Uh, we got a couple other events that's going on this month, next month um, in Miami, bringing the arrival along. Wow. So, I mean, that right there, you think about the connections, the 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 type of crowd uh, and, and the exposure that he gets with just him as being Charles Woodson, right. him having uh, the Charles Woodson wine, him having the, the bourbon and whiskey. Um, so now I get plugged in and get a, get an audience of people that I might not have had if right. it was just me trying to do an event. So that's right. just one that's even more recent that, that, that has happened to where, you know, a, a guy sees what I'm doing. We've had a connection and, and been connected since, you know, I got in the league and, right. you know, he, he stuck that arm out. Yeah, and uh, you know, you got to respect a cat like that 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 would bring you along for the ride, and and actually see that you got to grind and a certain type of passion for certain things, and say, you know what, let's go. Man, I you know what, like it's I I just you know part of getting old, getting up there is like watching all of your friends, you know, land in these different arenas, man, and it's been great. I've got former teammates that are coaches now in the coaching space. Mm-hmm in the media space. And so um, it kind of makes, you know, getting up there and getting older, not as bad when you start to see that you've you got- get all, You get all sentimental and stuff now, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. And so I, I, you know, that's just been a great thing. And so that's tackling something current, um, really utilizing uh, those relationships in the media. Making a yes, trans sir. making a transition to tackling something real. Uh, as our time as teammates uh, was filled with me asking you to borrow cufflinks and help me tie my tie, um, I got to Dallas at a time in my life when I was really trying to put my put the pieces back together and and get my credibility back. And part of coming to a new team, you know, there's that you know trepidation of of how are these guys gonna accept me and. You were one of the guys that that really embraced me, um, welcomed me to Dallas, and made my stay there um, part of the the best part of my stay there were my memories of with you. Can you tell me what you remember about one when I came onto the team? But those that cast of characters, me, To, oh, yeah. Pac Man, you know, just talk about that time, man. When I came to when I came to Dallas. Well, I think that first, I mean, so many people, if you look at that team, we had some guys with the with the age and with the the years uh, as far as uh, being in the league with the experience. But that team wasn't that seasoned as far as like, you know, with, with, with guys getting to the playoffs and doing all this type of stuff. So when we were during that time, we were bringing in a lot of different pieces. Like you just named three or four of them that we brought in to really change things up uh, and not just give a second chance, but but because you had talent, you you were a dog, you, you were a cat that played the game a certain way that I enjoyed watching play. So to see a guy to come, especially on my side of the ball, it was all about 
first off, I, I'm not finna, it's no need to try to shame somebody or make somebody feel like they gotta fit in. No, you fit in with me automatically. Right. I mean, she, I'm, I'm from Memphis, whatever. I, I didn't, I didn't have my hard times too. Right. So I, I'm, I, it's nothing about trying to sit there and see where somebody's at. Nah, let's go. Like, so, like that's the biggest thing with me. It was like, let's go now. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you were, when I got there, you were a all pro safety, you know, one of the most respected and feared player. And you were a leader on that team. And when Jerry Jones goes to make those moves and bring in guys who may have had some character things, it, it, was there anything like specific that you thought you had to do with guys like me, T.O. and Pac-Man? Or like you said, you just said, hey, you allowed us to be ourselves and let us fit in. Definitely, because I think that I think that first off, Jerry knew what he had on the team already and who he was bringing it into. Yeah. Um, you don't bring a guy like like Adam, you know, into the secondary unless you know you got some guys around him. Me, Black, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Henry. Yeah, I mean, got T, T, T New. I mean, you had guys that it's not about chaperoning anybody. It's about just knowing that you got some type of leadership to where. And I understood from a long period of, of of not just being a leader, but being on teams that there are certain ways you 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 communicate with different people. You communicate different with different people. Right. Like right. I might have to I might have to talk to this guy a little bit different, whatever, so him to get the point across. I might me and me and Pac, we our communication was always on the up and up, but I can get my message across. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. And same thing with you, whatever. It's not. It was never a time where. I don't think anybody had to come at you. You knew where you were without even discussing it in depth with everybody. You knew where you were and where you, your stance was. Right. And then now it's all about let's all shine. That was yeah. my biggest thing. Let's all let's all get some get some get some extra bread, get get something on our ring, I mean on our finger. It was all about that. So I mean, all that other stuff, all that I look at that, all that other stuff, it is behind, it's behind you. And if right. you if you're trying right. to move forward. I'm not finna try to keep you back there. Right. That's real. That's real. No, I'm a man, um, as a as a player who was coming there to to kind of fix my life, man, like I, I was looking for uh, somebody to just like accept me and 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 embrace me as a person. And maybe I took a little bit advantage of that. <laughs> and and every away game I would borrow some cufflinks. Or I would yeah. have you tie my tie because your knots was so player every hey, week, man. Yeah, you know, we, <laughs> we always, it was crazy because we would always, all the guys, you know, we all try to be flying our own way. Yeah. And uh, so I always had a quiet competition with everybody. Like, I, I got to try to come <laughs> and shine on these cats. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I did my Google or, or, or practicing at the house or whatever to try to do my knots and everything. Once I got it correct, Oh, it was a done deal. I told them cat they can't hang with me. Hey, you was too, you was too <laughs> cold, man. Well, I think that I, you know, I might have at least one or two pair of cufflinks of yours in my in my thing hey, man, that hey, I listen. that I need to get back to you. So uh my bad, brother. They coming, but you're good. I, I, you're good. But I just wanted to tell you, man, that uh, you know, uh brother to brother, uh, how much uh it meant to me to have one uh, uh, all pro player who was established uh embrace me at that time and in tackling something real it doesn't get any realer than that so thank you my folks man no doubt now, last thing i would say about that is that i i mean i like i said earlier i've had my hardships i've had my ups and downs 
Right. It's always, and you already know this, it's always about getting up whatever from it. So I'm never going to sit there and try to hold somebody else down whatever for whatever they're going through when I know I, I've always had my ups and downs too. So it's all it's better whatever for us to sit there and, and to sort of be accountable for each other and push each other to go forward and to move past whatever it is that mm-hmm. we were going through. So, I mean, I think, I think you get in there and, and the vibe that we had, I mean, mm-hmm. UT, with, with Marion, rest in peace, Marion. Yeah, um, I mean, with all them, all these cats, man, like it was the best vibe that we could have had with the type of groups, the type of guys that we had. In so, so let me ask you this then: what what went wrong? Why did we not have the type of success that we should have had with the type of talent we had? Oh, yeah. And and I'll say this: coming from a team like the Bears, mm-hmm. um, and 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 how the the team rode for each other. We didn't need a coach to tell us to do that, you know. And when I got to Dallas, it seemed like it was a, it was kind of a, um, kind of an all-out race to get to Jerry Jones's wallet. And so yeah. it's it, so that seemed like a fracture, in my opinion, as a leader on that team. What went wrong in that era for the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I started the conversation off uh, at the beginning, like, like talking about the inexperience. I think that's one thing that definitely hurt us, that we had guys that were eight, nine, ten-year guys, but no playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the game that we went up, the, the year that we 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 beat New York twice in the regular season, mm-hmm. uh, we come into this thing, whatever, running, riding high, number one seed, but nobody understood. Like, a lot of the guys really didn't understand the playoffs and what was to come. They didn't understand that that team that we were just playing that we beat twice in the regular season wasn't going to be the same team. Right. They didn't understand whatever that you got to turn it on a different notch. You got to actually turn it up even more, whatever, because this playoff, it all starts over. And I think that we got complacent, you know, with a lot of things to where we just felt like it was almost going to kick in the auto, like auto drive, autopilot. We were just going to take it home when we had to put more work in. And we just didn't have that experience that we needed and just and just the focus that we needed. Yeah, the focus I mean- that, that definitely wasn't there. Do you think that we 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 rely too much on the names on the back of the jersey instead of the star on the helmet? Because I, I remember when we would get into specifically offensively, I mean defense, we had our woes, but yeah, offensive, yeah. offensively, it seemed like when we would get into a press situation where it was crunch time, if if T.O. or Witten didn't catch the ball no one else got it. And so I, I, were, were we a prisoner of the superstar? Well, if you look at our, if you look at the way our system worked, um, and it, it, whether it was T.O. and DeHelm, and receiver, Roy Williams, Miles Austin, uh, it, you, you can name it. We, we had a throw to that receiver, check down to Whitney. Uh, at the time, and he progressed. I, I'm not going to knock Romo and everything that he progressed into, you know, later on in his career. But at that time, he wasn't a guy that was reading defenses. He's making checks and changing plays at the line of scrimmage. Right. They were basically giving him. They were giving him two plays, and it was okay. Go here, two high. Go here if it's one high. Right. And and when you have that, it narrows your window of of you know the type of experience that you have with a rate a Brady or a Manning or or guys of that experience to where they can come up there and see something and make a check and change the entire play. Wow, that wasn't that wasn't us in that in that time in that time span. We had we had a guy that when he got creative, that's when things got a little bit exciting. And you know, and and you saw you heard people like no, 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 and then he made the play. You're like yes, 
Like, so it, yeah. it was a time where, yeah, yeah, I mean, there was plenty of those where it was like, oh, Lord. So I think that we, we just didn't have the the experience, and even in that, to where you have an offensive coordinator that's going to give this guy the free reign to go out and just make plays and make the calls that need to be made. You got a certain time span in your helmet. He's going to give you one or two calls. And look, after that, you can't yell down from the booth anymore. It's nothing else happening. So, right. Um, and we got the good and the bad of that because. Okay. But, he, okay. So, so then, you know, we talked about the offensive woes. I guess we'll, we'll end this segment on kind of what went wrong defensively, right? And, and I'll say one of the things that I thought, um, you know, I, I, you know, and, and I'll say this, you know, I thought Coach Stu was not. Uh, ready to be a coordinator uh I don't no. think that I don't think that coach that he was uh coming from NAU to be the and, and that's not I actually saw him oh well no coach but was, this, this but this is the thing though he was he was a, a, a placement for for weight he was just there to re relay right I don't, he wasn't a guy and and that sort of was a fracture as well because it was a lot of games that we were getting plays in late. We, you know, so many different things going on, and we're like, yeah. okay, who's actually making the call? And it's got to relay from Wade to him and into us, and it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't working. It was plenty of times I was telling Brady, listen, put about three or four calls on your wrist. We get it late, <laughs> just make a call. Like, give, like, get give us, us give us one of those, right, right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sitting back there, and I know, I know T New ain't coming to the huddle. Like, so I got to yell out to him what's going on once I get it. I know Orlando and Mike Jenkins like, and, and, and Black, they ain't coming to the huddle. Like, he can't stay on the outside. So right. I'm over here, like, wait, like, look, man, call something. <laughs> so yeah. plenty of times, plenty of times of that, man. And I, yeah. I think they just wasn't ready for uh, trying to give a guy an opportunity. But, um, I yeah. mean, I think Dallas did that a few times where it's like, uh, yeah. same thing with, real quick, I'll say this too. Same thing with Dave Campo. Yep. He shouldn't have been our defensive defensive back coach. Uh, they shouldn't have let uh, Bowles go. Right, that was my guy, and that was a cat that was running. I mean, listen, what was, what was dude, that line? That linebackers coach Pascarelli or Pas? What was his name? Uh, uh, you close. Um, he, I anyway, I God, liked him. Was, I yes. liked him, and and when, we had and, a staff. Sperano left. Death, rest in peace, Sperano. Yeah, yeah. Sperano left. It, it it really and they didn't and they didn't want to sit there and give Bowles an added bonus or whatever, or, or give him a different title. They should have went ahead and upgraded him because he was the backbone to that secondary. He was, he was our guy. I and mean, then you, you go from him to Campo. There, there, there is no comparison. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. A, a young coach Bowles uh, as a position coach was something, oh. something to see. He was, he you knew early. He was a great, he was going to be one of the greats. Yes, you go from a guy that you go from a player's a guy that played the game that's coaching you and really knowing the situations to a guy like Campo who I don't think ever coached DDs. Right. Um, I don't know, and, and then to to have to have a conversation with him, and all of the answers would be, "Well, I can get back with you," because because he yeah, had to go right. ask somebody else. Yeah, he had to go in and go down the line to see to get an answer. It just did. It, it, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't go into war like that and. Uh, we definitely did on that year. Well, you know, it, it was it's great for me to to think about that time, those teams, and what could have been. But uh, most importantly, I'm thankful uh, that I had a friend in you to uh, lean on when I got there. So that's tackling something real. And 
now we move on to tackling something controversial. Knowing what you know about Jerry Jones and specifically the cowboy way, what is your thoughts on Ezekiel Elliott not wanting to resign and take a pay cut? Leaving the leaving the sanctum of the star, is he leaving a lot of value on the table? I look at it. Well, the first way I look at it, uh, production-wise, you didn't see the same Z. With that being said, if you got an opportunity to come back and maybe prove yourself, I think that's the best team to do it with. I mean, you, you, you it's going to be a one-two punch, whatever, at the running back position anyway. Regardless. So if you can, yeah, regardless. I mean, regardless if you, are you number one or number, it's going to be one-two regardless. So, and I think they had a great one-two punch with him and Pollard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I just think that you can't really go wrong with a guy that can hit it, hit a home run, whatever, on the outsides and in the insides as well, quickness, speed, and then Zeke with that pound, but still got the speed as well. It, it would have been a great way to come back and say, you know what, I'm going to prove myself for this year. Right. Now, if he not on the cocky side, he think he still got some some gas in the tank, and he can he can go ahead. My, I feel like best fit would have been him jumping to Philly and be like, I'm gonna prove y'all wrong. I'm gonna prove y'all wrong by going ahead and beating y'all two times. Mm. But um, mm. I, I think that would have been the best move. But I don't think I, I don't think that you. I mean, after seeing him for the last three years. I don't know if he's gonna make a real huge jump to prove anything else. So your best bet would have been let me try to let me try to restructure, let me try to fit in right here, mm-hmm. and then I can show them for a year what I can do. Well, but a lot yeah. of guys, a lot of guys get cocky with that, and they 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 you know they feel like they see something different than what they actually show what's showing on film. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. Like um, from a leadership standpoint, you know, I thought that Zeke was one of the kind of leaders and like stabilizing forces in that locker room when, or in that, in that huddle uh, to where when guys see Zeke, you know, no matter his production, um, they, they, he's a calming influence, you know, in the huddle. And so um, knowing, you know, I was a backup nose tackle making $8,000 a week for, with a radio show in, in Dallas. And so when I'm looking at like the, all the money that Zeke could make up off the field and, and continue to grow his brand in Dallas, I I just, you know, I I think the market, yeah, the market is there. The market is there. I mean, so, so that's the, that's the one thing like you're talking about with that market in Dallas, it's unlimited. It's unlimited what you can do. Um, and, and, and he's a, he's a cat that's, he has his own style and he has things going on, whatever. So he has an opportunity to really continue building that brand. Right. Uh, I just, this is my thing. Once they got rid of the offensive coordinator, I feel like then, yeah, you can keep them because now you can get an OC in there that's going to run the ball a little bit more and actually utilize him for more than just one quarter or two quarters. But um, it just seems like after the, after this, this last year, because they didn't make any moves the the the, the previous year, right. I feel like they were like they, they feel like they needed to go a different direction. Now we'll see if it's going to work because you bring in a guy in uh, Ron Jones from uh from Tampa, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think he gives you the same that Zeke could give you. Right. So now that, you're going to see one, that, that one that one two punch. punch. Yeah, because right. now you got Pollard, and now you got him. It, I don't see him being as Zeke even Zeke right now. I don't see I don't see him being that same guy. Yeah, I mean, listen, I had. Tony, full disclosure, I had Pollard on my fantasy team and he was my <laughs> he was my MVP last year. And just like, you know, to, you know, like I said, if I could give 
uh, Zeke uh, any advice, I would just say, look at Dion, look at Michael Irving, look at uh, Troy, and look at the brands that those guys have been able to have over years. And sticking with that one team. Sticking with that one team. Yeah. Yeah, well, go ahead, go ahead. Troy and Mike. No, especially with Troy and Mike. I mean, you think about, you are a Dallas Cowboy. Like, that's it. I mean, hey, there is no other jumping around. Dion did his thing and bounced around a little bit, but that's that's prime. You can't you can't compare. Right. But but for for a guy to be a lifer with the Dallas Cowboys, you're talking about 10, 15, 20 years from now, what that still will hold, what value that holds, is heavy. It's, it's heavy. heavy. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I I still go back to Dallas and I got a sprinkle. I just get a little <laughs> sprinkle of love, whatever. Like, so you think about I was there three years. You think about a cat that's been there for that whole time and and, yeah. and what and what what he was and what he still can give to the team. Right. Uh, it's definitely something to look at and consider. And it's still not, I would say the door it still isn't all the way closed. Right. But right. uh but right. it's definitely it's definitely getting to the point where somebody's gonna have to put a, a, a foot in the door in a minute. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think of all the connections of him and the Salivation Army, and um, I look at, you know, all of the the ways that he can continue his brand. And, and quite honestly, you know, I, I know he's not in a position to look at hanging up the cleats, but he's he's moving in that direction where you have to start thinking about your second career. And having the star on your helmet is a big advantage in your second career. And oh, so, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about huge, that. Huge and moving on. You think about the opportunities you automatically get. Jerry, hey, listen, Jerry Jerry is a marketing genius. So to, to be able to have that cat on your side and for that cat to make a call for you, put a good, in, good word in for you, it goes a long way. Uh, I've been knowing Jerry since I was in college. So, I mean, we both went to Arkansas. He, he he's he's always always in and out. His grandkids are are well. I think most of them have graduated now from Arkansas. So I always see Jerry and Stephen down there at, um, in Fayetteville. So I mean, to to have that relationship with him, it goes a long way. Man, I pulled up to Dallas broke, busted, and disgusted. Jerry Jones got me a million dollars without even doing any paperwork, and. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, he had me, you know, for, you know, vet minimum. And I'll never forget that, man. He said, Tank, I know your money's messed up. I've been there before. He said, but I'm going to take care of you. And 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 you just, you know, having that feather in your cap is priceless. And I hope Zeke uh, doesn't stray too far from the star because the the advantages uh, are, are, are priceless. So uh, that yeah. is t- that's tackling something controversial, and I'll get you out of here with a quick rapid fire. Um, what is your favorite stadium to play in? Ooh, favorite stadium. Now I would say Old Dallas, but I gotta go with the Seahawks. Uh, my, my the original team I played with, the Twelves out there, they still to this day are are a rowdy bunch of cats that that make sure. They give you hell, especially when you're on defense, whatever. You're not hearing nothing. So, like, third down, it's getting loud. They're going crazy. Seahawks Stadium is definitely one of, one of the best. As a all-pro safety, who was the quarterback that you liked matching wits with most? Oh, man, I always liked the 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 back and forth. Uh, I mean, Brett Favre, the, the games. 
um, that he would like to play, uh, you know, trying to get you out of position, trying to get you to move to show your, your defense. Um, of course, Peyton, with all the, the, the bullshit that he give you, with all the, the, the dummy calls and everything. Um, and then I just love playing against Eli because he liked to throw him up a couple of times, you know, mm. try to give you a couple of picks, whatever. Mm. So I, 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 I had a good time with Eli, definitely. As a uh, as an all pro safety, who was the cornerback that you played with that you could look over there at all times and say, oh, yeah, he got it? Oh, Marcus Trufant and T. New. Yeah, Marcus Trufant and, T uh, and Terrence Newman. Um, me and True came in together. So we had that connection and that bond. And then T knew we communicated so well to where pre-snap he knew where I was or where I wasn't going to be. So I could, I could rely on him to do what needed to be done on that end. And I could sort of, I could venture off, especially the year with, uh, with, with when Bose was there, I could venture off and go do my thing. Wow. And that's the one thing that made it perfect because I'm like, listen, I ain't going to be there. I'm gone. I tell him <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> look, look you on your own over here. But yeah. I know that he got he got the speed and he got the skill to sit there and handle. Um, and finally, uh, where can the Tackling a New Kingdom fans, uh, where can they get some Arrival Cigars? So ArrivalCigars.com. Uh, Instagram is the Arrival Cigars. But you can definitely get them on the website and, uh, and we'll get them to you ASAP. And we're definitely, we're going to different lounges. We are moving around. We are we are in quite a few spots in different states, but we are uh, definitely getting them spread out even more. This year will be an even bigger expansion. Got a new cigar coming out in about a month. Um, that's going to be pretty exciting. So, uh, and just uh, just finalizing some uh, some deals to to make the arrival international. Just oh. came back from Swiss. Just came back from Switzerland, and uh, that should be uh, cemented pretty soon. Wow. Well, Brother Ken, you have came, you have saw, and you have tackled a new kingdom. Thank you for being a guest on my show. No, I appreciate it, man. It's definitely an honor. It's always good to reconnect with you, Doc. You know, you always been a real one, always been straightforward and direct, whatever. So I appreciate that. Man, it's all love. Thank you so much, brother.